0: The Giants lost again to the Los Angeles Dodgers yesterday. They they lost four straight coming out of the All-Star break. Uh, then they got swept by the D-backs. They won three out of four against the Cubs. And here we are with another four-game series against LA. And they've lost the first two in easy fashion for the Dodgers and two more to come. And the trade deadline just came and went yesterday. The dust has settled on the moves the Giants made and didn't make. And ultimately... Their position was kind of like their position in the standings right now. They're not they didn't buy, they didn't sell. The Giants aren't a great team, they're not a terrible team. They're right in the middle, and it's frustrating and we're going to talk about it next. You are locked on Giants. Your daily San Francisco Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you for making Locked on Giants your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Blue Nile. Make your moments sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And going on now is the Blue Nile anniversary sale. Save up to 40% on classic fine jewelry pieces and 25% on engagement ring settings. Shop stress-free and find your forever piece. Go to BlueNile.com today. And coming up on today's show, the dust has settled on the trade deadline, and I have kind of just a more, uh well, I've integrated my instant reaction. If you want the instant reaction to the trades the Giants made and didn't make, and also the Padres getting Juan Soto, check out yesterday's episode. But for today, it's kind of like... uh the dust has settled. And I just want to talk about where what my feelings are on the trade deadline now that it has passed and we've kind of moved on from it. It's always a bit of a letdown, even when you make an addition. It's like, okay, you're so focused on how do you change this team? And then suddenly the deadline's over and the time for change is over and the team you have is the team you have. And for the Giants, the problem is the team they have is flawed and yet they didn't do much to address it. They didn't really change their team at all. The most significant move that they made was acquiring J.D. Davis and three prospects from the New York Mets in exchange for Darren Ruff. So I talked yesterday, and I'll repeat myself a little bit, about how I think the move is fine and it makes sense from the perspective of the Giants. But at the same time, this roster that we just saw again get beat up by the Dodgers is the roster the Giants are rolling with. And I guess... That's OK, given that they haven't been a great team. It's not really worth shoving all your chips into the middle this year and like giving up future value to try to win in 2022. But at the same time, you don't want to be just perpetually that team that's kind of in the middle. And that would be a big problem. And the only way that I can that I'll be able to say that they were OK to do what they did at this deadline is if they start acting more aggressively in the offseason. They cannot have another offseason of kind of twiddling their thumbs, making these one year, $6 million platoon player signings, maybe sign one pitcher who's got an injury risk for a short term deal and kind of call it a day. This is the offseason. They need to be more aggressive. This has been, this is the fourth season now under this front office. And They have not made like a single aggressive move at all. And meanwhile, their competitors, the Dodgers and the Padres in the division, not so much the Rockies. I mean, the Rockies went out and got Chris Bryant, but that's they seemingly overpaid at the time. And this year has not gone well for Bryant with a ton of injuries. But the Giants just haven't been aggressive enough, in my opinion, and Again, I think at this point given where they are, they yesterday they were one game under 500, now they're two games under 500. Uh it doesn't make a lot of sense to add like major pieces, but you could make a case they should sell and they probably were listening on a Carlos Rodon and Jock Peterson and others and clearly the the deals just weren't there for these rental players because shockingly the Cubs who are not in playoff position at all, they held on to Wilson Contreras, one of the best players available, pure rental, free agent at the end of the year. And the Cubs are even less of contenders than the Giants are, much less. And they didn't trade him. So that just tells me that the market, the the offers just weren't good enough for these rental players. So I can excuse not trading Carlos Rodon just for the sake of trading him. Uh, So, but at the same time, it's like, here you are, you're stuck with this same team that has not been good ever. They started 13 and five. And their record ever since, I think they're 10 or more games under 500 ever since, right? Because that's eight over, and now they're two under. So they're 10 under 500 since starting 13 and 5. So it's been a sustained period as fans where we've just watched poor baseball from the Giants. And it was on display again yesterday sloppy defense while Farhan Zaidi was in the broadcast booth with Kruk and Kipe, And they just kind of melted down again and it's something we have come to expect from this team and yet they didn't do anything to address the defense that being said I've said this all along last year a lot of these guys were the same players like we had Lamont Wade Jr. making mistakes out there defensively we had Brandon Belt not able to dig a ball out of the dirt that was kind of a routine scoop for him so I think my theory here is that especially given that they made this one significant move, which was acquiring J.D. Davis, who's another guy who's not known as a good defender. And so I think that th- that they don't think defense is as important as we do. And last year, I know some people don't like me bringing up last year, but it happened. OK, they did win 107 games and their defense was good. It's it's hard to like fluke your way into being a good defensive team, just like it's hard to fluke your way into being bad. And so I kind of land on they like overperformed defensively last year and underperformed, have underperformed defensively this year. And so maybe the true talent is in the middle. And Farhan Zaidi has kind of dropped some hints about how he views defense in interviews. He's talked about how they're not the rangiest team and they're, they're not a fast team They're not like the rangiest. They're not these young strapping athletic guys who are just flying all over the field like, you know, the Arizona Diamondbacks. But he said all the players that they have have a track record of making the routine play and that this year they have not made the routine play. And that checks out for me. And that's the thing. They weren't they were the same type of team last year. They they had Darren Ruff playing left field a bunch last last year they had Wade in the outfield and at first Wilmer Flores moving all over Donovan Solano wasn't a great defender either and yet they were fine in fact by every kind of defensive metric they were above average defensively they were one of the better defensive teams in baseball last year so I think that they should be able to be at least okay, and I don't know what, I i honestly don't have an answer for you, and I'm not sure they do either as to why they're so much worse defensively this year than they were last year. But J.D. Davis comes over to the Giants, and he's going to be another player like that. He's not going to dazzle you defensively, but he can hit. And so, on the one hand, I can hear your collective groans, like just another guy in this same Mold, but JD Davis can really hit. And, uh, I think that he does fit the San Francisco Giants better. And what's significant here, mostly about JD Davis, that I didn't, it didn't even really dawn on me yesterday, is that his primary position has been third base, which that position is an issue for the Giants right now. And it's an issue for them in years to come. So coming up in just a minute, we're going to talk about the specifically third base outlook for the Giants in the short term with David VR struggling and also beyond 2022 with Evan Longoria's contract up at the end of the year if the Giants choose to have it be up because there's actually a club option for 2023. So we'll get into the position and also what we're looking for for the rest of the year if the Giants aren't going to be a team to even make the playoffs. What is worth watching moving forward? So we'll get into that momentarily. But first, whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Looking for fine jewelry but having trouble choosing? Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7, available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. This is important to me. I've said this before, but I just, I don't want to have to go into a jewelry store with COVID and also with the pressure of dealing just in the store. I don't know. I'd much prefer to do this from home and Blue Nile makes that possible. So make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And going on now is the Blue Nile anniversary sale. Save up to 40% on classic fine jewelry pieces and 25% on engagement ring settings. Plus, every order is insured, ships-free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. All right, as promised, we are going to talk about the significance of the J.D. Davis acquisition. I It didn't even dawn on me yesterday that there's more to this than just adding another kind of... He's not like like all the waiver claims they've made for your mean Mercedes or whoever else. I think J.D. Davis will probably play an important role for this team this year and potentially in years to come. He is under club control through the 2024 season, just like Darren Ruff. But unlike Darren Ruff, J.D. Davis is simply arbitration eligible each of the next couple of years, whereas Darren Ruff signed this extension prior to 2022. And so Ruff's got a guaranteed contract for next year and a club option for the year after that. So the big difference in the contract is that next year is guaranteed for Ruff. And we talked about how it seemed a little bit like a mistake given that he declined defensively and he really didn't thrive when given more reps against right-handed pitching. He's kind of very specified to hit left-handed pitching. And on a contender like the Mets, if you can make that work and you have a spot for that, the Giants just have too many of that type of player, too many kind of platoons. And I think it helps to have a stabilizing guy like J.D. Davis who doesn't have platoon splits. And so he can... There's versatility there in that he... I mean, versatility may be the wrong word, but you're just not going to have to pinch hit in games when he starts. And when he does pinch hit, it kind of doesn't matter who's on the mound. So the significance of the position, though. So David VR, this is another thing, like, I just ha- have been meaning to keep, keep. I've been meaning to bring up, which is that there was all this clamoring for David VR to be called up this season when he was crushing it in the minor leagues in AAA this year where he spent you know, he didn't start in double A or anything. He was just in triple A all season before getting called up by the Giants. And he hit 284 with a 409 on base and 633 slugging. He hit 21 home runs in 66 games. It was a 152 weighted runs created plus. So he was just a monster in triple A and people were asking over and over and over, why hasn't he been called up? What are the Giants doing? It's unacceptable. Like they have to call him up. And We made the point, and many others I'm sure are aware of this point, but it's just not the same going from the minors to the majors, and there's no guarantee, even if you're someone who just kills it in AAA, that you're going to have any success in the major leagues. And so far, for David VR, it's been a struggle pretty much in every aspect of the game, besides the fact that he's been able to uh, get on base quite a bit via the walk, but hasn't gotten a lot of hits and hasn't hit for any power really the first game he played he, he drove some balls well but other than that we haven't really seen much and then he's he's got he's had some issues defensively as well especially with throwing a lot of balls thrown into the dirt by David VR. and so he was of course added to the 40-man roster in order to get him onto the major league team but he does have these three minor league options as every player once they're added to the 40-man roster gets you know, you start out with three options and that means option year. So he can be sent up and down as many times as they want in a given option year. Excuse me, not as many times as they want. Now there's a limit of what, five times you can be sent up and down and that counts as one option in a given year. So anyway, I'm just not sure that David VR looks enough like a future kind of piece to the Giants that, that he necessarily justifies getting all this playing time. And in fact, he wasn't even playing when Longoria was healthy and he was on the roster. He just wasn't playing that much. So I don't know. I guess you could make a case that it might be better to have him get some at-bats than certain other guys, maybe even Longoria, if you're looking towards the future. But also, J.D. Davis is... JD J. Davis has positional flexibility to an extent. It's kind of like, okay, he can move around, but does he play any position well? Like anybody could m- move around, but do you play the position well? I think well enough for Davis in the outfield and at third and at first. So he can he is versatile to an extent. But I mean, JD Davis can be a future piece. This is clearly not a team that is just gung ho 100% give jobs to minor leaguers they want guys who are going to produce and if you're a young player who doesn't have necessarily a super uh, bright outlook like for example Joey Bart does because he's got the pedigree David Vr was never a guy considered a top prospect he killed it in AAA but it just hasn't gone well and so JD Davis I think there's a case to be made especially given that you're you're on the fringe of contention still and and if you want to get into this wild card position you got to start winning some games and I think that JD Davis at third would probably give them a better shot and I think the defense would probably not be any worse than what we've seen what we've seen from David VR maybe need to look more into David VR's numbers but these kind of defensive metrics don't stabilize super quickly and so even if we look and see whatever we see it's uh, I'm going with eye test. For now, VR's he's made some nice plays, he's kind of been solid over there, but the throws have been an issue and also just the the at bats and a lot of strikeouts, he struck out uh 35% of the time. So at the bottom of their lineup, you know, Bart and VR just striking out, I think in a big situation bases loaded, nobody out, the Giants couldn't push across a run. I believe David VR struck out. I I don't remember, but he you know he hasn't been a difference maker with the bat and so jd martinez jd jd davis i hope i haven't made that mistake before but the dude can hit he's got a career 116 weighted runs created plus 266 average 349 on base 432 slugging 26 percent strikeout rate so he does strike out in the last couple years it's been over 30 percent but he's a he's a major league player And I think that we may see him make some starts over David VR. I could be wrong about that. They could play him in left or DH. That's the thing. He can also DH. And so maybe it just lengthens out the lineup that way. And you stick with David VR regardless. But I do think it is interesting that they acquired... It's basically like Darren Ruff, but without platoon splits and can play third base. It's kind of how I see it. And also the future of the position. Like I said, Evan Longoria's contract is up at the end of the year, except there is a club option for $13 million, but it has a $5 million buyout. So really, it's an $8 million decision for the San Francisco Giants. And I kind of am nervous, honestly, that they're going to pick this up because the reason I don't really want them to, no offense to Evan Longoria, he's beloved in the clubhouse and all that, but he just he's at the very tail end of his career, and I would just like to see them... Go with someone who's going to be part of their future. The way they view their roster is like each and every year is all about that year. They don't really seem seemingly think about the future. I mean, they think about it. But if Longoria is going to be solid next year, they might just pick up this option, even if he has no future with this team because he's been good when he's been on the field the last couple of years. In fact, last year, 123 weighted runs created plus this year, exactly the same. And he's a stabilizing presence defensively. Personally, I would prefer to see somebody who's going to be a future piece for the Giants rather than these veteran stop gaps. I'm just kind of tired of it. And they're only getting worse as they age, right? Like you can only expect further decline as guys get older Longoria I mean he's like I said he's been good when he's been on the field but part of the issue with him is that he hasn't been able to stay on the field and that's not surprising given his age he is did I already say this he's going to be 37 in October so you would be getting a guy for his entire age 37 season whereas you I think that it is significant that they targeted a controllable 29 year old player who can play third base whereas I've they perpetually have not really had a solution after Longoria at third base. And J.D. Davis could be part of the solution, but you're not like locked into him and he can move around if you find somebody else or if David VR breaks out, J.D. Davis can move around. So that's why they value the positional flexibility and – yeah, I mean, that is definitely something to watch if J.D. Davis looks like a future piece for the rest of the year for the Giants. But what else What else is worth watching with the San Francisco Giants if they fall out of contention? And with another loss yesterday, their playoff odds dipped below 10%, according to Fangraph. So why are we even watching anymore? Well, it's future pieces, like Joey Bart, who has quietly, or maybe not so quietly, been a better player since coming back up uh From the minor leagues in early July. So, we're going to talk about his great game yesterday and what he's done since the call up next. But first, betonline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in game betting, scores, and podcasts they have you covered. And in a case knowing Juan Soto went to the Padres wasn't torturous enough for Giants fans, Bet Online just put out their San Diego Padres futures post Soto acquisition, and their World Series odds went from 22 to 1 to 8 to 1. In one day, just by acquiring Soto, their NL pennant odds went from 9 to 1 to 17 to 4. I don't know how to read, uh, plus 425. Their odds went up dramatically. And honestly, I think that's a bit of an overreaction to one player. Great player, but that it, it, it doesn't move the line that much, in my opinion. But you can check this out for yourself. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action happening today. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right. As promised, Joey Bart. It is honestly one of the most important things to watch down the stretch for the Giants. Like they're letting this guy develop at the major league level. They traded away Kurt Casale, which I thought was a little bit odd because Austin Wins has been so bad, frankly, for the Giants. No offense. Again, I mean, major league baseball is tough. That's the thing. Austin Wins was killing it in triple A as well, hitting 365 with a 504 on base and 500 slugging. That's crazy in triple A. You can be that good at the highest level of non-major league baseball, you know, the highest level besides the majors. And it is so tough to get to that point. Like A ball is so much better than college. Double A is so much better than low A and high A even. And triple A, it's just amazingly hard baseball. And then you get to the majors and you just can't even come close to being good. Sometimes, even though you killed it in AAA. So that has been the case with Austin Wins. He just hasn't really been a factor at all. And so, significantly, the Giants made another move for a catcher the day prior to the deadline. And I think we may possibly see this player in San Francisco sooner rather than later. So we'll talk about that in a minute. But first, I just want to mention Joey Bart a little bit. So, Bart. Had a great game yesterday. Hit a just crushed a home run off of Tyler Anderson. Anderson is a lefty, so it's a and he doesn't throw hard, so it's kind of a favorable matchup in some ways for Bart. Except Tyler Anderson has been great this year for the Dodgers. And so it was very impressive to see just a bomb to dead center field that made the game close. The Giants fell behind six nothing and then they came back six to five with a five run inning and later in the game they loaded the bases with nobody outs and couldn't push a run across so that's the thing that this team has been all year long like if they can just get a big hit in that situation you may win this game but they just can't do it on a consistent basis and what i mean is consistently they don't do it not that they can't do it consistently consistently they fail so anyway Joey Bart, since being called up from the minors, remember he was sent down, Kirk Sally hurt his oblique, and then Bart was called back up. Since being called back up, Joey Bart has a 109 weighted runs created plus 65 plate appearances, not that many, four home runs. He's hit 242 with just a 277 on base, so he's kind of stopped walking. He has not walked in a game since July 14th, so that's kind of a problem, except. Overall, just he's been better. And the strikeout rate since being called back up is only 35.4%. It's still high, but it's not like 45% where he was prior to getting sent down. So all in all, a 109 weighted runs created plus. And that you know league average is 100, but that's league average for all offensive players. The league average for catchers is much worse than that. So he's been much better than the average catcher over the last month or so. And that's just good to see because this type of player is so important to the future of the Giants. Like, in my opinion, what they need more than anything is for young players to start coming up and being good. And Joey Bart, like, not being great is a significant reason why the Giants haven't had a great season. He's been okay at times, but a problem at times. He just hasn't been, you know, Buster Posey. If you're out here being a star and you're a young player, that. The Dodgers had that before they became this juggernaut. I mean, on their way to being this juggernaut, they started to develop their own stars. And the Padres too, like Fernando Tatis Jr. is a huge part of their team being what it is today. And he was, I mean, he was traded for, but he wasn't who he was until he started to develop in the Padres system. So anyway... They need Joey Bart to develop. They need like Marco Luciano to get healthy and get closer to the majors. They need Kyle Harrison to continue to develop and maybe even perhaps be in the majors at some point this year. He's been that good in Double A, So he could get promoted. There's the, This is what to watch for with the Giants for the rest of the season. In addition to seeing if they can try to compete and sneak into the playoffs, which is increasingly looking unlikely. Uh, It's the development of younger players, and these players would be a huge part of the future of the team. So lastly, like I said, Austin Wins just hasn't really done well, and the Giants made a trade for a catcher in Ford Proctor with the Tampa Bay Rays the day prior to the deadline. And so the write-up on Fangraphs from, this is, I believe, uh, Eric Longenhagen, and he says, quote, Proctor played as much baseball as just about any prospect during the 2020 calendar year as he spent time in the Constellation Energy League at the alternate site in Instructs and then in Australia for winter ball, giving the industry a good look at his conversion to catcher, where he began to mix with his usual infield, which he began to mix with his usual infield duties, including shortstop, where he is comfortably below average. Proctor's best position is hitter. He has a compact lefty stroke that generates low-lying contact to all fields, a hit over power type with doubles pop. There wouldn't be enough power here for Proctor to profile as an everyday player at second or third base, and he's still new to catching and couldn't presently handle a whole big league staff full-time. Instead, he's likely, likely to be an extremely valuable multi-position role player who enables the raise to play in-game matchups that include their catcher since rostering Proctor probably means they'll carry three of them at a time. We suppose there is some chance Proctor could continue to develop behind the plate and eventually be an everyday backstop or at least the larger half of a, of a platoon. Blah, 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 he continues. So it's a lefty bat, which I think is important, and the Giants could use that at the catcher position. And there's the positional flexibility here, and they call him potentially an extremely valuable multi-position versatile player so i think that we may see proctor at some point in the major leagues and that is just yet another thing to look out for with the giants as we continue on with the season we've still got two months to go and we're going to be talking about it each and every weekday so thanks again for making locked on giants your first listen today now make your second listen the locked on mlb podcast mlb expert paul francis sullivan brings humor, passion, and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast Locked on MLB on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. Once again, my name is Ben Kaspic. Check me out on Twitter at Ben Kaspik, K-A-S-P-I-C-K. If you like this show, please consider rating it or leaving a review. It helps me out a lot, so thank you in advance and thanks to everyone who's done so already. Can't wait to be with you again tomorrow. Thanks again for listening. Stay Locked on Giants.